Shoot. Good e or good afternoon and welcome to the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. All right. Got some news to report. So it looks like Sunday, the last time we talked, Sunday night, they did eventually get a deal done with the Do- the Red Sox and the Dodgers. And it looks like the Dodgers will get Mookie Betts, David Price, and cash consideration as before in the first deal. But with the Red Sox, they will get still Alex Verdugo, but they will get minor league prospects, Jeter Downs, shortstop, and catcher Connor Wong. Yeah. So the Mookie Betts error has ended and the David Price error has ended. Yeah. Sucks. We really trade our franchise player. Yeah. I mean, David Price, I wouldn't, I didn't really mind him seeing go because he was, even though he was a good pitcher and did come up on some big moments for to get or to get us to 2018 and get us. And he really did step up in 2018 in the postseason. He did have some hiccups game two against the Yankees. Where he basically got hammered. Well, it looked like it felt like he got hammered. It, the score was like six to two or four to two. We still had a chance to come back, but still, I mean, it kind of looked like with the big home runs that Judge and Sanchez. Oh my, Gary Sanchez. He wasn't really doing much that year, but yeah, he still can't. Yeah, but still, we still won the series, and he showed up in Game Five of the Astro series and pop kind of say Game Two. He didn't win Game Two, but he won Game Five, and then. The rest of the way, World Series, he showed up. So, yeah. But so he was a locker room problem. He didn't get along with the media. He didn't even get along with any of the fans. The Eckersley problem, if you don't know what the Eckersley problem or incident was, back in 2017 during the Angel Series, uh, they showed stats when uh, Erod was rehabbing in Batucket and on Nesson and uh, Nesson and still Nesson. Uh, analysis uh dennis eckersley's um made a comment saying like ew yuck like and it was true like looking at the stats they were oh not really good i mean i do like erod but that wasn't good and then this got this got um got to price or like this got um hurt or got to price and then he heard it and then on the plane as they and this was after a really bad loss against the angels um, they got on the plane, and as Eckersley was walking to his seat, David Price gets up and says, "There he goes, the greatest pitcher who ever lived. You don't know what we've been through." Uh, yeah, Eckersley actually has have the MLB experience. Let's see. At the time, he was before David Price did win a World Series. David Price had no World Series. Eckersley had one with the Oakland Athletics. The guy has a Cy Young, and like he basically has, and he is a Hall of Famer too. So basically, he is more of a pitcher than David Price at that time was. Not saying that he improved 
Oh, did we score it? Awesome. I'm watching the Bruins game at the same time. Awesome. We scored. Awesome. Who did it? Do we know? Oh, they ain't showing it. All right. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, back to the David Price. The guy was a more and last year they came out with more of the story because you know what the Red Sox weren't improving and then um let's see um and so they needed to bring up the story and then they did a uh, documentary on a uh, MLB Network about Eggersleys and David Price says. It's kind of surprising that, or so Kyle's going to say, it's kind of surprising that none of his teammates said anything good about him as being a clubhouse dude. He was actually, I heard like a reading of um, uh, Louis, Louis Tiant's book, he actually would vouch for Dennis Eckersley saying that, yeah, he was a clubhouse dude. He really was one of those clubhouse guys. And that was why uh, 1978 was a great year for them as a clubhouse team. Because of being of Eckersley being there, so yeah, I don't know. Some part of me says I'm glad that uh, David Price is gone, but some says, uh, yeah, just when he was starting to get good, starting with. Although I really feel like that contract is the reason why we're we're under or we're over the luxury tax. That huge contract at the time, wow, and that was the biggest that anybody has got. Either a pitcher or anybody in baseball at the time. All right, that's Chris Wagner. All right. Um, so, yeah, I hope I hope they do take his contract, but it's looking like they're not. We're still gonna have to pay that thing for the next. Let's see, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 for another three years. Ugh. I hope not. I mean, if that was the point of getting over the. Getting under the luxury tax, it's really. Then why can't they just take this contract? I don't know. That, that surprised me when we make trades and somebody has a contract like that. They can't take that contract with them to the next team, or the, I don't know. Why do we still have to keep paying the guy, even though the guy is no longer on our roster or on our pay, or on our team? Yeah. That's still. What is really upsetting to me is Mookie Betts is gone. He was one of my favorite players. The reason is because the guy was the same age as me, except he was uh, a few weeks younger than me. So, yeah, but still, like, graduated the same year as I did, 2011, except he went to Overton High School in Tennessee, and I went to Norman Community in Norman, Illinois. And I went to college to match baseball, and he got drafted out of high school. But I felt like, and this is just me just kind of being hard on myself. I felt like he kind of got the better end of the deal. He's playing baseball. He's got a World Series ring, MVP, gold gloves, all-star appearances, silver slugger award. Yeah. World Series ring. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm still working as custodian. (laughs) It's funny how life goes. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I kind of like Mookie Betts. Same age as me. And, yeah. I do put him on the Mount Rushmore of Red Sox. I have seen a lot, or or four on the Mount Rushmore of Red Sox, I, greatest Red Sox I've seen play. David Ortiz, Dustin Pedroia, Pedro Martinez, and Mookie Betts as my four. I don't know about top. Oh, I meant he is in the top ten, but I haven't really considered a top ten yet. Um, so, yeah. So, other news. 
pitchers and catchers reported on Tuesday. So back in camp. So they have decided to name an interim manager now, and it is going to be bench coach Ron Renicky. Yeah. So. I mean, the reason they're calling it interim manager now because they still haven't found, come to conclusion with the whole cheating scandal investigation, which it's kind of looked like. And there was a report, too, I mentioned in the last episode is they might not find anything. I mean, I wonder if it's if it's taken this long. I mean, seriously, and to keep mo- pushing the date back of releasing punishments, I wonder if there really isn't any punishments at all. And they're just trying to just stall it to try to find something. I mean, that's just me being conspiracy theorist, but it kind of makes you wonder, like, they say that, oh, you know what, we'll uh, have this uh, by, uh, Manfred said, uh, we'll have this uh, investigation that c- concluded by uh, the beginning of spring training. Well, spring the beginning of spring training has come and gone, and I still haven't seen a report yet. Um, and then they said, oh, we'll have it by the end of the month. All right. Keep digging. Keep digging. You're, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not finding anything, but I shouldn't say that just yet. I shouldn't just say that just yet, but it makes you kind of wonder. Are they just wasting their time trying to find something and they're not finding it? They're just digging for, yeah. I hope we be exonerated because honestly, and even the players are saying we haven't done anything wrong. We didn't cheat. Seriously, I really feel like the whole reason why they're coming at us now is because Alex Cora was part of the 2017 Red Sox. And since he became, after 2017 became the Red Sox manager in 2018 and won a World Series there, they're thinking, did they bring their cheating way, they bring his cheating ways to Boston with them? I don't think Cora's a cheer. I feel like this is a whole witch hunt started by a player, as in, I won't say his name, but I'm going to sue <coughs> Mike Fires. <laughs> Mike Fires, little rat face. <laughs> Rash based effort. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The only reason why this is all blown out of proportion because Mike Fires did not get his ring. He was pissed off of how he fell fell out with the Astros, especially in 2017. And yeah. And now I would do that too. I would make up some stupid crap too about saying, like, just to get back at a team. You know what? I'm gonna say they're cheap, but you know what? I don't proof i don't know i mean well it's starting to come out that's maybe there is i just feel like i feel like a lot of these players are really mad that he opened his mouth like the people who are saying he should be commended commended is like the social media trolls and the people who are really are not baseball fans whatsoever are just people who are just the social media warriors and stuff like that but it's nothing wrong with social media but with those people yes those are people who have spent too much time on it and don't give out the reality. Yeah. So, but on seriously, the rest of the MLB thinks Mike Fires is a rat and should be blackbolded. Nobody should be commending this dude. Nobody should be treating him like a hero. They should be treating him like a rat. And even if there are MLB players that are saying he's a hero, they need to be condemned to too. They need to be treated like the scum and rats that they are too. Seriously. Everybody cheats. Everybody has cheated. Everybody see, and saying that baseball has always been a clean game has never been true. Baseball has always been a game where people find a way of gaining an edge. 
whether it's steroids, whether it's playing the game itself, sign stealing, what we're blowing it out of proportion over something that has been done for basically since the beginning of baseball, since something a practice has been done since the beginning of baseball. And we're now I mean, we'll we'll complain and bemoan the fact that people are doing this, but we'll consider uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and pretty much everybody on the uh, Hall of Fame ballot who has probably taken steroids, we'll let, consider them letting in. Yeah. Which I really don't – everybody in the Hall of Fame has done something cheating-wise, whether it's steroid-taking or just playing the game as it was, but it's just – just pissing him off. Just really, seriously, this has been an off season from the pit of hell, basically, from the bottom of hell, basically. This has been a really not so great off season for both Astro fans and Red Sox fans. This has just been a shitty, shitty off season, and I kind of wanted it to end. I want to get on the 2020, and let's just move on. Sorry, I kind of said shitty right there, but. This is kind of how I've been feeling this whole entire offseason. And it's all thanks to Mike Fires. That's a sarcastic clap, by the way. All right, some news. So, pitchers or catchers report, as I said. Um, let's see. Oh, the Red Sox, good news. They did sign somebody. Um, there has been reported this week that Verdugo, the guy that we got from the Red Sox, um, has been battling with back injury. So it might be unlikely that he might play on opening day. So this, I don't think this is the reason why they did it, but they did get an extra outfielder this week. And you might remember this dude's name. An outfielder who was with the Blue Jays for the first part of his career. And then recently this year in 2018, um, got traded to the Giants. And now he's coming to the Red Sox. Kind of sounds like Molar, but it's actually with a P. That's right. Kevin Pilar is coming to the Red Sox. Really good defensive outfielder and a good offensive bat. Is he the player like Mookie Betts or has been the player they was in Toronto? Not really, but still a good you're really we really did a good signing by signing this guy. And it isn't for long. It's just a one year four million something million dollar deal. And we don't expect him to really do much. We don't expect him to be Mookie Betts. We do expect him to be a really good defensive outfielder if but still I mean at this rate, I'm already like kind of saying that, you know what, whatever happens, happens in 2020. I mean, it's, I mean, serious Mookie's gone, and seriously, our owners don't really care anymore about playing baseball or winning baseball anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, going back to Pilar, uh, the reason why – and being a defensive outfielder, that kind of pissed me off when, I, when he was with the Blue Jays because every time, especially in 2016, when some games uh, – Blue Jays pitching staff, which was great at the time, was basically carving us up one, two, three, and going taking that no-hitter and perfect game deep in the games. There would be times where, like, we hit the ball hard or the Red Sox hit the ball hard, 
I thought, oh, this is going to be a hit. This is going to be a hit. This is finally going to be the hit that's going to break up the perfect game or no hitter. And Pilar comes in from center field and makes a dun 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 play. You don't know I just made the ESPN top 10 plays. The dun 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 Remember doing that in baseball? Yeah. Just making that every time someone made a spectacular play. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically, and that's why I kind of did not like the dude. And every kind of started cursing the dude's name. Because <laughs> that's why, because every time he would make a play, that just took a hit away. And that pissed me off because that would have been the first hit of the game. And you know me, and you probably, if knowing me, I hate when my team is getting no hit and going down one, two, three, especially if it's consecutive innings in a row. At least try to get a hit in the first inning. Or in the first couple, or in each inning, and that's why I mean, if we don't get a first inning hit in the first inning, life sucks for me, <laughs> and that's just me. I've kind of lightened up now with the no hitters because in uh, 2018 we were no hit for the first time since 1993. Red Sox were no hit by Sean Manaya, the Oakland A's, and still we won the World Series. What is this? <laughs> Shut up later. Get out of here. No, stop it. Alright, sorry, we're dealing with the television. There's no internet problem. Alright. And we're dealing with the television right now. All right. So anyway, yeah, seriously, the Red Sox won in 2018 were no hit and still end up winning the World Series in the end. The thing I hate about so or uh, no hitters, as in well, I can't even go on Twitter or Instagram because somebody's going to be commenting about it, whether it's a Red Sox fan or, God forbid, a Yankees fan or anybody who hates the Red Sox saying, oh, this is great. Well, looks like the Red Sox offense sucks. Not true. It's just one game where the offense is kind of quiet. And in LMB baseball, you're entitled to have games where you're off a bit. That's just the game of baseball, especially a 162-game season like Major League Baseball. There are going to be games where you don't have it every night or every day or every night. Seriously, it doesn't mean you think you should know we are still a good, we are still a good offense or still a good offense. Even if we decide to take a day off. Seriously, there's nothing wrong with that. They're acting like this is like the 10th consecutive game or the 10th million consecutive game where we've never scored a base hit. They're just seriously. And that's why I don't like some of these social media trolls or social media warriors. They have no concept. I've never played a day of baseball in their life. And they're lecturing me about baseball. Someone who has basically sacrificed almost 10 years or a decade of his life either manage the game or somewhat play in the game whatsoever if it's low league and stuff like that. Someone who has spent every waking hour of his day following baseball and kind of, yeah, and heck, I don't know. I know less about baseball than any of they do. But it's just, it just stinks. Like, uh, I can't even go on social media and, and just, uh, stinks. Anyway, yeah, so... Go to Kevin Pilar's on our team. 
And that's the kind of thing. Once a red somebody like that joins our team, all is forgiven. All is totally forgiven. Yeah. So I probably would like Kevin Moore. Yeah, actually, I've heard it from someone like Jerick Robbins that the dude is actually a good, pretty decent dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was – now he's in Red Sox gear. Yeah. Even if it's just for one year, then it will actually be pretty neat to have him roaming the outfields of Fenway. All right, so what else? Our news. Um – Crap. Oh, yeah. Chris Sale battled uh, pneumonia or a mild case of pneumonia during spring training. So it's likely that he might be ready for opening day, too. But who knows? Yeah. If it's mild, then it's not really that bad. Thankfully, yeah. So, yeah. We might have to get like another starting pitcher from uh, minor leagues, yeah, or do a whole bullpen thing. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh my time at Fenway Park, as I promised. So, so don't go anywhere, guys. Bye. All right, we are back, and um, so we're gonna go into <clears throat> excuse me, um. So people have asked me, have you ever, since you're a Red Sox fan and everything, Boston, have you ever been to Boston? Why, yes, I have. In July of uh, 2016, that month, around probably the weeks of, hold on, let's see. Uh, crap, I'll probably go back. Excuse me, perfect. So between the days of Tuesday, July the 19th to possibly Saturday, July the 23rd of 2016. Um, I was in Boston for literally majority of the week. We did leave on Monday, but we stopped in Indianapolis to pick up my sister, Molly. Michael didn't come. My younger brother, Mike, didn't come. And my oldest sister and, at the time, fiance, Ryan, now husband now, um, didn't show or didn't come because – for Mike, he wanted to get ready for uh, football, get ready and trained up for the upcoming football season. And uh, Ryan and Kay wanted to get ready for their wedding. That was literally like two months away, basically, or almost less than two months away. But, yeah, they so it was uh, my mom and dad, my sister Molly, and me that went up to Boston. It almost didn't happen because – Around Father's Day weekend, I ran a red light and got pulled over by a police officer who was not really a jolly person and kind of gave me a couple of tickets, a few tickets. Um, so anyway, so anyway, long story short, we um, um, so I stuttered there. Um, my dad uh, went over to the went with me to the courthouse. We got all figured out at the where you go pay the your fine stuff like that after the trial. And that's what they said, like just come over to where uh we pay the fines and stuff like that. We'll just get taken care of so you don't have to show up to court. Um so anyway, so we get that so we do that. We go pay our fines, which um I pled guilty to um so originally I had uh they gave me a fur ticket, which I'm not really sure how, but 
apparently I didn't have my insurance card on me, which which is weird because they would have asked you to step out of the car, but this guy didn't ask me to step out of the car. I mean, this dude was complete. This officer was complete asshole. I mean, sorry. I'm for Blue Lives Matter, but this dude was not a great dude. He was very, um, very rude. He was not handling the situation very well. And then, yeah. So anyway, um, it just could have been, he just was having a bad day and it was the end of his shift and yeah. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, we got that taken care of. I said, I told them I had insurance and they pulled out a bottle and said, you swear on it? Yeah. And then, so we got that taken care of. So that ticket was gone. And then I pled guilty to running the red light, but I did not plead guilty to uh, um, speeding, which he, that was the second ticket they got, gave me because I don't know how I was speeding. And they were looking at it too, like, he pulled you over for going that much over? I don't know. Seriously, I could see if you went a certain speed, but what you were going, I mean, that was basically just a, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so we got all taken care of at the courthouse paying something. Like, we didn't have to show up to court, so good for that. And that was the bad thing because the day I had to show up to court, and this is where this runs in the story, was the same day I had to go, I was going to be in Boston at, at the Red Sox game at Fenway. So, and that's what got me mad too because once again, I got screwed over a trip and possibly a chance of a lifetime because, I don't know, just, I don't want to say it wasn't my fault. It, I, maybe I should have been paying. But anyway, so we got taken care of. I did go to class. I did go to the class, the driver's ed education class, a month later in August. So, yeah, we got taken care of. That's, yeah, I kind of will put that memory behind me. It was a really bad, yeah. It was that time where, like, I couldn't do anything. So, back, so Monday we go, Monday of the week of the 20th, we go, we leave normal and uh head to boston we stop in indianapolis for the night uh and stay at uh one of my distant cousin's house where my sister molly was staying at at the time and then uh next morning really early in the morning we left and just drove all over the day and then got into boston yeah and now when i we entered the city of boston i uh, looked at fenway which at the night they were playing the giants at a time which would be the game we go to see the next day I just like was pressing my face up against the car window, kind of like, oh, we're here. Oh, we're finally here. Just driving through the streets or Massachusetts Turnpike. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, awesome. So, we stayed at the Westin. Um, did a little sightseeing, went, uh, saw the Constitution, uh, stopped by uh, the TD Garden. And I got a picture with uh, Bobby Orr. But now that statue got moved inside the actual. Uh, yeah, like, I think they moved. I'm trying to figure where they moved it, but uh, it's not there anymore. But I got a picture trying to personally try to fly like Bobby Orr. But yeah, at least I did a good job about it. Um, so um, went whale watching a few days. Then uh, let's see. Went on the Freedom Trail, stopped at a few restaurants, stopped at the original um, uh, Royal Rooters uh, bar, which was uh, 
owned by probably the number one or the first ever super Red Sox fan at all, Nuffs, Michael Nuffsted McGreevy, who was the son of Irish immigrants and who owned a bar at the time, which is now named after him, McGreevy's. Um, but at the time, it was called the Third Base Saloon because he wanted uh, his uh, patrons. And I said this on my Roar Rooters podcast, which we named after the sh- named after this uh, particular topic. He wanted the, his uh, customers to have one more beer before heading home. That's ah, baseball terminology. And the group of Red Sox fans at the time, when the Red Sox first started out, at the time they were the Boston Americans, um, were called the Royal Rooters. And they were basically made up of working class Irish immigrants in South Boston and stuff, and pretty neat. So we got to see that bar, had a Guinness there, which they have a flag of Dropkick Murphys in the bar, the band Dropkick Murphys, which is my favorite band. Um, so yeah, I got to have a pint of Guinness there. Had a few Samuel Adams. We got the cheers, but it does not look anything like it is on the actual show. The liberal media lied to us, and no one said my name as I entered that bar, which PO'd me. Which we and we also stopped by the statue of. If you haven't seen the movie Glory, this is the statue of the real guys from Glory, the 54th Massachusetts, which were the first all-black regiment um, formed in Boston at the time and formed by Boston abolitionists and Boston free slaves. And this is where people mistake the city sometimes. At one point, Boston was a pretty abolitionist city. I mean, yes, they have – it kind of went downhill – Kind of like in the 40s and stuff like that. But I mean, at the time, they were basically a black guy could walk down the streets of Boston and not, yeah. I mean, there was none of that racial tension as it was back in the 40s through the 80s and possibly the 90s. I mean, seriously, Boston has never always been a racist place. And this this monument was a testament to that of the 54th Massachusetts that fought during the Civil War and inspired a movie called Glory, which had. Matthew Project, Denzel Washington, and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So this was the actual statue of the actual guys. Uh, went around the common. We uh, stopped by the Boston Massacre site, the actual site. And I took a Snapchat of it. And then one of my buddies from Heartland, who uh, is a Yankees fan, buzz from Illinois, told me that he had an ancestor named Samuel Gray, who was actually one of the victims killed in the massacre if you don't know what the boston massacre is british soldiers during the revolution shot at a uh, mob kind of like group and if you don't know like um seriously if you haven't figured out who christmas addicts is he's the first black guy to die in the for the revolution and was in died in this massacre yeah so if you want to know who christmas addicts is look up the boston massacre Here's a little history lesson. His boss is full of history. And that's why I kind of like that city too. As a history buff like me, I like Boston. It's full of it. Yeah. From Paul Revere to Sam Adams, Samuel Adams, John Adams, everything, sports history and stuff like that. And we did go to the Boston uh, or New England Sports History Museum. Yeah, I got to take a couple pictures of my dad at the actual TD Garden, which is actually located in the TD Garden. So, they had history stuff of Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, you name it. 
every artifact that they had through those teams' history and a few other local sports too and college sports too. So yeah, check it out at the TD Garden. Yeah. All right. What else? Got to the pro shop at the TD Garden. Want to get some Celtics gear, but I did. All right, so now we'll go to the main event of this topic, the Red Sox game on July the 20th, 2016. Let's see. All right. The game happened at uh, 7 o'clock, 7, 7, 10 Eastern time, 6, 10 my time, or 6 o'clock my time. Attendance was 30,201 at Fenway. Um, game duration was uh, 3 hours and 46 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, my uh, our seats were uh, in section or bleacher 41. I would have to look where our seats were, but I think it was like 13, 12. Yeah, seats 13, 12, yeah, or row or something. But, yeah, we were in uh, in the – right left set or right center field so yeah we basically uh we're behind the bullpens and stuff like that with those seats so it was pretty neat yeah i got to walk around kind of explore fenway i didn't really stay and watch the entire game any by any but i got to walk around around fenway and smell the air and stuff like that and it was pretty neat and i should because as a red sox fan this is a bucket list to go around fenway and like just taking the air, taking the, like, um, and there was like a wall where uh, they had uh, newspapers of the day or the the day's newspapers after the Red Sox won the World Series. So at the time, so this was before 2018 World Championship, they had the 1903 team, which was won by the Boston Americans, 1912 team, 1912 team paper. 1915, 1916, 1918, 2004, 2015, 2000, all right, 2004, 2007, and 2013. Did I say 15? We didn't go to the playoffs in 15. All right. Anyway, um, so so basically these were the front page papers of the Boston Globe at the day after they won the World Series on those respect, respective World Series I just named off. Um. So looking at the front page, so it was pretty neat. I did go to one of the gift stop gift shops and got myself a big poppy jersey. Since you know why not? This was going to be his last year playing as a Red Sox, so might as well get one before yeah, or get them while they're hot. Yeah, <laughs> which cost me like one hundred seventy five dollars. Yes, when I told my mother that, she basically almost had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, she kind of gave me that look. Like, <laughs> I went, I still went around, kind of like explored a little bit. All right, so let's get into the actual game. So, starting pitchers were for the Giants, Mike Matt Kane, which would be his last year too, and he had at the time was a one in uh, five record. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> I mean, Drew Pomerantz. I mean, this was his first start, and, like, he didn't do good for the Red Sox. This is right after we just acquired him. We should have saw it. We should have honestly saw it. But our ownership didn't. So, yeah. So, in the first inning, 
Uh, nothing much, but then, let's see. Um, then, in the second inning, uh, let's see. We on the right inning? All right. Here, bottom of the second. Here we are. Bottom of the, bottom of the second. No score. Um, Giants did get a couple of hits, though. Ortiz walked, and then uh, Hanley Ramirez hit a two-run bomb deep into right center field, which we we're at, but I didn't get it, and scored, making it 2 nothing Red Sox. And then after that, uh, Travis Shaw, remember him, got a home run. So it was now 3 nothing in the bottom of the third, or bottom of the second. Then, uh, then the onslaught continued. Um, Hanley Ramirez hit his second home run of the day off Matt, Matt Cain, deep in the right, deep in the center field. Bogart scores. Who was uh, he was already on us uh, first base with a single, so awesome. And then San Leone hit a home run. Remember that dude, Rock Hold hit double, or well, actually San Leone in the bottom of the first tripled, making it. Six nothing, and then Brock Holt score or us uh, doubled, scoring Leon to make it six seven to nothing. And then hold on, then Matt Kane, then Matt Kane or now Mookie Betts doubled. Why did I say Matt Kane? Mookie Betts doubled in left field, scoring Holt, make it eight to nothing. And then heading into the top of the fourth, then the Giants started coming back. And there were a lot of Giants fans there for some reason. And we kind of got into shouting mats of let's go Red Sox, let's go Giants. Um, so anyway, so Mac, Will Mac Williamson hit a home run that scored Posey and Brandon Crawford. So make it 8-3. And then Trevor Brown hit a home run. Who is he scoring Grant Green? Man, seriously. Uh, so it made it eight to five. So yeah, the Giants were starting to come back, and then yeah, they brought in Robbie Ross, and then yeah, it's for the Red Sox. And then let's see, nothing much. A little hits, a little hits, but nothing offensively. Then in the top of the fifth, Giants started making a comeback. Pena uh, doubled the score. Uh, Green, and then uh, Dion Dion's. Denard Span hit a single, scoring Brown. So it's now eight to seven. Then hold on, there was a review. Hold on, let's see. Nothing going on, and then here we are. Here's the Blanc. Um, Gregor Blanco hit a double or grounded into a double play, and then um, let's see. So, let's see. Then they challenged the play, which could have scored a run, but thankfully it didn't. The play got uh, um, upheld. So, yeah, Bochi, yeah, so he up. And then uh, not much for the Red Sox. And then, let's see. A single by uh, David Ortiz in the deep right field. And then Hanley Ramirez came up and hit – and his third home run of the game in the deep left field up to the monsters to score, make it ten to set make it ten to seven Red Sox. Then they took the lead. And then Sandy Leone home run 
into deep left field and making it. Oh, it was off the guy that we now got now, Josh Ooch. Huh. So it's now 11 to 7. And then, so anyway, Brad Sigler comes in to close it out. And then he does one, two, three. Down goes Gillespie, down goes Brown, and down goes Pena. Play dirty water. And I was the happiest M effort ever in that game because I've finally seen the Red Sox play. And first time, too, I've seen them win. Witness them win. I've watched them win at home, win and lose on TV, but it's the first time I've actually seen them in person and seen them win. I did go to see them uh, 2018 play the White Sox at a guaranteed rate field, but yeah, that was a loss, eight to nothing in 2018. Yeah, but still, we still ended up winning in 2018. So. It was pretty neat, too. I didn't get to go up on the Green Monster because uh, some of the personnel were already shooting some of us away. I mean, you had to have tickets to actually go up there and uh, hang out. So, like, those are actual seats, which stunk. So, I kind of wanted to get a picture on the Green Monster. That would actually have been legit. Just looking over Fenway Park over the Green Monster. That would have been legit. Yeah. So, that was a story. So... Sorry, it was, I'm sorry I was trying to, because I was so passionate about this. This is the first time I get to walk at Fenway, hear the organ playing by Josh Cantor, who, yeah, is uh, the camp man. <laughs> Jared Carabas already had a rant about him on one of his, on Section 10, why he's a douchebag. Anyway, hearing the organ play, it's kind of like um, just walking into an old-time field, just feeling the smell, or uh, smelling the smell of hot dogs, food, that ballpark smell and finally i got to see fenway and in 2021 next year we might get to do it again depending on if the red sox are playing in town by the time my family shows up so now i feel like mike's gonna come along and katie and ryan who are now husband and wife and now my father and mother to now and i, I think they'll probably be Father and mother to now two get well actually shoot I shouldn't have said that oops <laughs> well anyway so Katie and Ryan now having another kid now so I'm gonna have two um um two I think well actually we haven't really it just recent pregnancy now so that was a little too much information but Fox is gonna be a little brother or be an older brother yeah did we score did we score now uh. No, no, we didn't. It wasn't dancing. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's 2021. So, yeah, you might get a podcast of a detail of uh, the game. So, there might be a week where you might not get a podcast, but we'll make it up. So, anyway. So, good. So, I was kind of babbling a little bit. It's just, it's just so passionate. Like, just actually finally talking about being a Red Sox fan, not being from Massachusetts, and finally – actually going there and seeing Boston and going there again in literally a year. How legit. Just how fun. Finally, take that rider boy. <laughs> that was the dude you don't know was the actual butthole basically said I couldn't be a fan of Boston because I'm not from there. And now finally, this is kind of like a basically payback. Finally, guess what? I finally get there. I finally went there and actually saw Fenway and all that stuff. Up yours. Suck on it. 
So, Tom, don't say suck it. <laughs> That's very vile. Well, you know what? I, yeah, you already shouldn't, but I meant the way things were going, I meant finally got to show it in your face. Finally, finally, I finally got to see Boston. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Um, follow the show on Twitter at Sox Illinois. And then follow my actual Twitter page at JunkyardDog underscore 92. Follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. It doesn't matter to us. All right. That about do it. See you guys next Sunday. Banyana. Raise a cup up for all my day ones Do me a do fingers for the haters Let's only get in greater Stay up from nothing we go Higher than the highest skyscraper No need to leave, we made ya The proof is in the paper We put the good in the good in the good life We put the good in the good in the good life We put the bad and it's a feeling that I can't explain How you make it in your team still stay the same Stay down from the jump and they never change Man, it's a moment I could never trade Yeah, I told my moms not to stress no more Go hit the Bentley store And no credit card debts no more I bought the crib and it's an escrow now So you don't never have to worry about how you gon' pay rent no more I put my team in position, now they making a killing Stacking blue faces straight to the ceiling Out in Vegas, I'm with them ordering bottles of the Ace when they sit them till it ain't enough space up on the table to fit them. Go ahead and raise a cup up for all my day ones. Do me a do fingers for the haters. Let's only get in greater. Stay up from nothing we go. Higher than the highest skyscraper. No need to leave, we measure. The proof is in the paper. We put the good in the good in the good life. We put the good in the good in the good life. We put the bad in the past. Now we are Pour some Clico in a glass, have a toss of success. No looking back from here, no more being broken, distressed. I put my heart into this game like I open my chest. We only pray for more M's while you hope for the best. We make these plays, man, I'm finessing these checks. Time's up for everybody, I'm collecting on desks. And I swear this champagne just tastes better on jets. I'm just out here being great, man, this is real as it gets. I put my team in position, now they making a killing. Stacking blue faces straight to the ceiling. Out in Vegas, I'm with them, ordering bottles of the ace. When they send them Till there ain't enough space Up on the table to fit them Go ahead and Raise a cup up for all my day ones Do me a do fingers for the haters Let's only get in greater Stay up from nothing we go Higher than the highest skyscraper No need to leave we major The proof is in the paper we put the good in the good in the good life. The good we put life. the good in the good in the good I life. The good we put life. the bad in the past. Now we are. We are right. Damn right. From the bottom we rise so high. Now we cut the skylights. We're building an empire. We owe it up to each other. So look at us right now. Best in. We're so good right now. 